This is The Branches Podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith, love God, and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at www.branchesoc.com. The words from Jesus that we're going to look at today are hush, be still. Now, I want to make sure that we understand that Jesus is talking to a storm, a literal storm on a lake. But there's all kinds of storms. There's all kinds of um, calamities that are going on in the physical world and in our world. And when I mean our world, I mean our relationships, in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. And I specifically want us to look at the storms that are going on inside of us that we don't even know are happening. And I love what this one group does, the Holistic Foundation, and how they care for these children in Baltimore, these elementary kids. And none of these kids get detention. Instead, the entire school is taught meditation. They're taught to calm, to be still, and to look at the storms inside of them. Go ahead, watch. What these kids experience, it's like, it's like a war zone out there. The environment in general with crime and drugs and just violence, it's like all these kids are experiencing PTSD. This is the war zone. It's not like they're going somewhere to war and then coming back here and they feel like that. They're in the midst of it. They're living in it. One thing we always say is that they call inner cities hoods and not neighborhoods because all the neighbors have moved out. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start doing the work that we did, was to bring that love, that village, that family vibe back to our community. Hey, everybody on your mats! There's an elementary school right up the corner on our neighborhood, and we were like, well, hey, let's talk to the principal. The principal's like, sure, whatever you want. So we're like, give us a list of all the kids that you think are the problem kids, you know what I mean? So we took all those under our wing. Inhale and backward bend. After about the first three months, I started noticing a difference in the behavior. I said, well, it must really be something to this. Kids get empowered by learning yoga mindfulness. They see that they're in control of themselves, that no one else has to give them medication or yell at them and scream at them. When they feel and they're aware of anger rising or sadness rising, they, they can kind of address it. And you give them tools to deal with it, and they, and they feel happy about that because they're in control. All right, y'all, we get a lot of requests for this. Y'all like doing the tree, right? A couple years ago, I did a a series on breathing, breath. And breath is so important to us. And we lose sight of it. Um, There is our first breath that we're taking when we're born, and then there's our last breath. We breathe 20,000 times a day. 
And I love what someone said about that. They said, how often do you pay attention to even 10 of those breaths? Or five? When we're babies, we know how to breathe. We breathe correctly. Nobody needs to tell us. We breathe from our stomach. When we inhale, it goes out. And when we exhale, it's also from our stomach and it pushes out. But the storms within us and the storms outside of us mess up our breath. And we end up having these shallow, discordant, unrhythmic, stressed out breaths because we're afraid and we learn these habits and then we, we, we not only forget how to breathe correctly, but our stress begins to destroy us. If you've ever been on a silent retreat, a spiritual silent retreat, it sounds scary, I know. Uh, it's scary every time I do it. But when you go into that silence, it's not quiet. And what I mean by that is that when you go into these times of, of solitude and silence, or even if you go into a group retreat and there is silence, you're going to discover and hear the storms that are raging inside of you. And Jesus is in control of all storms. He has all power and all authority, both in heaven, on earth, and in us. So I want us to look together at a situation where Jesus says these words that we're gonna focus on, hush, be still. It's in Mark 4.35, and I wanna give you the context. And so he had just preached, he had just poured himself out to so many others, and so um, evening was coming, and he said, let's, let's go over to the other side, which meant get in the boat and let's go to the other side. So they, all of the 12, it looks like, got into the boat. And as they're going across, um, a storm comes up. The Sea of Galilee is about two-thirds the size of Lake Tahoe. Um, but this lake is different because it's in a, it's in a basin. It's like in a, in a bowl. And the way it's set up is that the wind enters through the southwest of the Sea of Galilee. And when it comes in, it comes in strong. Most of the time, the, the heavy winds will come in during the day. But when they come in at night, it's even more dangerous. And I want you to remember that on this boat, we talked about this the week prior, Peter, James, and John, this is probably one of their boats. And they are expert fishermen. They know when they're in danger. They know when the ocean, the sea, is dangerous. So this fierce wind, most likely from the southwest, starts coming in, and it breaks over the boat, and it says here in verse 37 that, that it was filling up with water. And Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion, cool thing is, is that uh, this is the only time we know of in the Bible where it says Jesus slept, and it's the only time when a cushion is mentioned. And it was, it was normal for them to have a cushion in the back um, that they would bring out for anyone that may need it. And so they, 
yell, because wouldn't you do that in the middle of a storm? You're not going to whisper to Jesus and say, they try to wake him up, which is crazy. What kind of trust, what kind of exhaustion maybe was it that kept Jesus asleep as this storm is raging, the kind of storm that is intense enough that it frightens the professional fishermen. And they say, teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? Notice they don't wake him up to say, can you stop the storm? I think they understand that to some degree. Not fully, as we'll see later. But don't you care? It's that sense of abandonment. You know what I mean? Have you felt that way at any point? Where you feel like God has just abandoned you? And it's like, don't you care? So what I want to do now, though, is I want Rembrandt, uh, the famous painter uh, who ended up settling in Amsterdam, and I want him to preach this. And we're going to look at his painting of this event. Um, so take a look at Christ in the Storm. And this painting was painted in 1633 um, after Rembrandt moved to Amsterdam. And so he's painting, he's telling the story for the contemporaries. And what I mean by that, if you look at this boat, this is not exactly the boat during Jesus' time. One, because Rembrandt wouldn't know exactly what it looked like. Notice there's a, uh, a harpoon in the front of the boat. Uh, that's for where he lives, not for Jesus' time. So he's trying to communicate this to the people of his time. Now, there would have been some kind of mast uh, for the boats of Jesus' time. Um, in fact, the, they have a, a boat called the, the Boat of, of, of Galilee, and it's on display at the Sea of Galilee. And there's a place there for a mass, but it's not the size of this one. But it's pretty close to this size. And I love the fact that it, when you look at this painting, your eye is going to be drawn to the storm. Notice how the... This is what Rembrandt did. He, he uses light and dark, and your attention is drawn to those waves. And this is probably a fairly accurate picture of the danger they were in. And notice that not only is our eye drawn to the storm, but all except for three are focused on their circumstance. The storm, that which is out of control, the danger that is in front of them. And if you look, and we'll try to zoom in for you, Rembrandt has painted himself in here. He's in blue, he's got his cap on, uh, he's holding on to not only his cap, but the rope. And he's just staring at us, the audience. Where are you in this boat? Are you trying to fix your circumstance like the four up top or the five up top? Are you like the guy just puking over the side right next to Rembrandt? Or are you like one of the two and the guy steering that have woken up Jesus and you're turning to him? Because the truth is, there's all kinds of storms that are going to come at us. Real storms like this. I live in Southern California. We're going to be, we deal with earthquakes, um, wind, fire, 
So there are physical dangers. And then there's, there's the storms just rise up all the time. One minute you're healthy, the next minute you're sick. One minute you're wealthy, the next you've lost everything. Maybe another storm to look at is that you have nothing and all of a sudden there's a windfall. You're in a relationship and now you're not. You're close with your neighbor and then next thing you know you're being sued by them. You're at work and then now you don't have a job. There's all kinds of changes. We are frail human beings in a dangerous world. And so often we're going to be in a situation of fear like they are. And our breathing is going to be all messed up. We're going to be in a situation where we're not breathing from our stomach. We're not like a baby at peace. We are freaking out. But now let's look at what Jesus does. He gets up and it says he rebukes the wind. Notice he talks to the wind first. So it says he rebukes the wind and then he said, he speaks to the sea. Hush, be still. This word hush is also translated peace, but it's not the word shalom, it's a different word. The word shalom means to have everything put in its proper place. But this, this, it's used in two ways, the cessation of war, the end of war, but more appropriately in this circumstance, it's saying to be quiet, for there to be calm. It's almost like if you're speaking to a child, you say, calm, that, that's enough, that's enough. I don't know if he yelled it. I don't know if he said it in normal tone. I don't know if Jesus whispered it. doesn't matter. He speaks. Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And this is my question. What? What does he mean by you don't have faith? You don't have faith in me? You don't have faith in my father? You don't have faith in this situation? So often we're turning to God for him to give us what he want, what we want. But more importantly, it's not that he pulled them out of the storm. It's where's your trust? Where's your faith? Are you turning to me? Or do you just know that I have this under control. Did you think I would abandon you? Do you think I would leave you? Jesus clearly says later, I will never leave you or forsake you. It may feel that way sometimes. In fact, I think this painting by Rembrandt is appropriate for this time that we have been through and now we're kind of coming out of with this pandemic. There's been so many times where you're like, God, where are you? Like things are turned upside down and I don't know if I'm going to make it. And so many of us are still dealing with the emotional storms inside of us. There's still trauma. There's still this understanding that at any moment, everything could be taken away. And that's always a wake-up call. And when you think about these fishermen, they're professionals. And you can be a professional in something. You can be so familiar with something. And then when it turns on you, you realize how small you are because you felt like you were in control. I feel like that so often in the ocean. 
mean, I've grown up surfing, I've grown up being out on the ocean, and you can have that false sense of security where you're like, I got this. I kind of know what I'm doing. And then you realize the power of the ocean. And I've been dragged all the way to the beach and just sat there thinking, how did I get into this situation? How did this happen? I am so small. But God has the power. He has the authority. And Jesus is making that clear here. Hush, be still. And the ocean listens to him. It says that the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. I mean, think of the painting. That's what it looked like. And then it's calm. And if you've ever been in a situation where you're in water and all of a sudden it just stops, there's still the rip. There's still the, the, the up and down of the water. And then it slowly comes and it's calm. And you can just picture everyone in that boat trying to figure out what just happened. Wait, we were just dying and now the water is... And it says that after he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? It says they became even more afraid. And they said to one another, who then is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. So why are they afraid now? Because they're in the presence of the one who has all power and authority and it's beginning to dawn on them. Has it dawned on you? Do you need to be reminded? Or is this the first time you're hearing this, that God is in control? And when we surrender to him, it may seem like he's asleep sometimes, but he is in control. All power and authority has been given to him. After all this, do you still have no faith? Why are we afraid? We have nothing to fear because we belong to him. There's another place in the word of God where um, God says, be still and know that I am God. It's in Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. And in this scene, in this context, it's a context of a war. And the nations are, are enemies to the people of God. And when God says, be still and know that I am God, that word be still means to put down your weapons. And we can't tell when we look at this, is God speaking to the enemy armies or is he speaking to his own people? I can imagine God coming in all of his power, looking at all of, all of the enemies saying, be still, I'm God. And I could see me behind him going, yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, just that, just to know he's there. I have a friend that's a, an amazing uh, MMA fighter. And when I go out and I'm with him, there's this understanding, I'm good. I got him. Oh, how much more so when we have God on our side. But I can also see God looking at his people and saying, be still. 
and know that I am God. Because we need to be reminded. We might still want to get in the fight and fix everything. Be still and know that he is God. And one of the tools uh, that I want to share with you, and I'm going to take you through it, is what uh, the Holistic Foundation did for those kids. This is what we're going to do is, is meditative prayer. Uh, I try to meditate every day. I don't always do it every day. Sometimes I do it twice a day. Uh, but I do my best because I've become more and more aware, attentive to what's happening inside of me. And there will be storms that are outside of me. And I need to be aware of what's happening inside of me so that I can be in the right place to deal with what's happening. And in this particular, and it's going to be very short, we could go longer, but for this medium, we'll keep it short. And there's going to be a mantra. And we're going to use Jesus' words as our mantra. Hush. Be still. And as you're going through that, um, we're going to focus on our breath. And I'll coach you on how to use the mantra in the breathing. Your mind will wander. That's just, that's just the way it goes. No matter how short I keep it, our minds will wander. So we'll start, if you could, make sure that uh, you can do this laying down, but for the sake of this, it might be best just sit down, have your feet firmly planted on the ground. And if you're able and willing, then uh, close your eyes because this is, like we said, we're trying to be attentive to what's happening inside of us. This is called uh, mindfulness um, meditative prayer. So you try to have a Straight back, shoulders back. And then I want you to take a very deep breath. Put your hands on your stomach. Because we're going to breathe from there. And you want to make your stomach fill like a balloon. And then you're going to leave your hands out when you breathe in. And you're going to pull your stomach in towards your spine. Deep breath. out you're going to do several of these breaths deep in and then out as you do this you'll notice that your shoulders will probably drop you'll be more aware of all of the tension in different places in your body. And as you're paying attention to the tension in your body, you'll realize that you are much more in the middle of a storm than you realized. If you can, Try to loosen the micro muscles on your face, around your eyes. Try to make your brow and your forehead smooth.
like I said, your mind will wander, and when it does, that's okay. It's natural for us. Just focus back on your breathing. You can now put your hands in your lap, either down or up. And I want you to hear the words of Jesus. Hush. Be still. And when you breathe in, I want you to think. Hush. And when you breathe out, breathe out, be still. Hush. And then breathe out. Be still. You're breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And now your anchor, that which you're holding on to, is the mantra, hush, be still. quiet here for a minute and I want you to focus on your breathing and especially on the mantra and if you have to have a picture in your mind imagine yourself on the boat relaxing in the middle of the storm knowing that Jesus has all power and authority Hush. Be still. Hush. Be still. I'll be quiet for a little bit while we do this in silence. If you want to go longer, you can just ignore me and you can keep breathing and praying. Every time I meditate, I find myself unable not to pray. Sometimes just listening to the Holy Spirit that's within me, and most of the time it's quiet, but sometimes I hear that still small voice. Sometimes, like in these prayers of mantra, I need to hear the words of Jesus calming me. Reminding me there's nothing to be afraid of. 
because my trust is in him. When you are ready, just let your breathing go normal. Try not to even pay attention to it. And then when you're ready, you slowly open your eyes. God bless.